imagine walking down a hallway. And at the end of this hallway, there are three doors. The door straight in front of you says happy. The door to the left says sad. And the door off to the right says mad. And you have to choose which one are you going to step through. And the reality is every second of your day, your mind actually has to choose which one of these are you going to step into. Like actually it's all every second, every day, happy, sad, mad, happy, sad, mad. Which choice are you going to make? And now if you step back, if we think about this, if you, if you literally had to step up, turn a doorknob and physically walk into a doorway, you would start to wonder pretty quickly, why don't I have another option? Why don't I have another choice? I, I don't really like just having these three choices. And most of us would get pretty bored with it. It'd be very similar to if you had to eat the same thing for every meal of every day. Uh, that would be boring, mundane. I mean, it takes the spice out of life. You know, we as humans, we love variety. We love being able to experience different things. And I mean, most of us can't even have the same dinner two nights in a row, let alone feeling the same emotions over and over and over. But for the most of us, for now, you likely only have those three choices. That's all you've got. Now, there's this amazing quote, this, this concept, uh, the limits of my language set the limits of my world. The limits of my language set the limits of my world. And the science behind our emotions, it's, it's not new. And there's, there's definitely been some debates over the years of what it is. People look at it very differently. But right now, one thing that we do know to be true is that we can only feel emotions that we can define and use in our day-to-day life. Meaning if, if you can't actually define, verbally state out loud what that emotion is, then you don't have the ability to feel it. Meaning your emotional capacity is limited by the emotional vocabulary that you actually contain. And if you don't use the word in day-to-day life, then you, you just don't feel it. You don't actually have it. And probably the reason why you don't use it in day-to-day life is because you're not feeling it. There's definitely a correlation there. And so just know that if you can't define it, then your body doesn't even know that it exists. And, you know, if you imagine just walking to the end of that hallway um, without another choice, without another possibility of a different door, uh, you, don't, you don't even know what else is there. You don't, you don't even have the capacity to stop and say, well, for other people, there's another door here because you don't even know that those doors are possible. And I'm going to restate this. I just want to make sure, cause this is, this is a really, really important concept, something to, that we need to dive into. If you don't use the word daily in your day-to-day life, then you literally can't feel it. It's an emotion that, that other humans, most other humans possess, just not you. And so there's this phenomenal book. It's an amazing read. It's called Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. I I highly recommend. Pick it up. Grab it. It's great. I'm a huge fan of Audible books. She does an amazing job of narrating it and definitely get her hardcover version of it. The hardcover version, there's tons of pictures, graphics, different things that, and she even opens up and and mentions in the Audible that there's graphics that that aren't contained for, for obvious reasons in that Audible. So grab the hardcover. It's a good one. And in that book, they pulled several groups of people and they just ask them to to write out what are what are the emotions that you feel in your day-to-day life and the average person the average person could only describe three emotions that they felt in day-to-day life happy sad and mad 
And this is, it's, it's absolutely crazy. It's mind boggling to me to think about the fact that, that most human beings can only define or feel three emotions, happy, sad, or mad with everything that's out there. We've got three. And then when you split it up, because we have three to choose from, look at the context of what those are, happy, sad, and mad. Two-thirds of those, two-thirds of the average person's emotional choice is a negative one. And that means two-thirds of the time you're going to be choosing a negative emotion. And you know, we, we wonder why we're constantly feeling upset, pissed off, not sure what's going on. I mean, this was a, a some odds in Vegas on a table game. And we'd all be going broke. And it turns out that we are. We are emotionally broke as humans. And the good news is there's stuff that we can do about it. Uh, but no, it, and that's what we're going to dive into right now. But all of this becomes you know, really, really important to consider, really important to think about. Because when life starts throwing things your way, your mind has to think fast. You know, which one are you going to be? Happy? Sad, mad, happy, sad, mad. Which one are you going to jump into? And it's going to go full bore. It's going to jump right there and go full bore into it. Because if you don't have other doors, you don't know that there's other levels. And a lot of times it's kind of all or nothing with these emotions. We go full bore into it because it's a really extreme sometimes that we jump into it. And we don't know that there's different degrees, different ways that we can jump into it. So we go full bore. And imagine jumping into your car, like jump into your car. And it's parked in your driveway, parked in your garage, wherever it is. And you got to put it in reverse. And your only option is to floor the gas pedal or floor the brake. Like it's it's literally just floor the gas, floor the brake, floor the gas, floor the brake. Like how jerky of a ride would that be? It would be insane. I mean, leaving your, even if you could make it out of your driveway without going nuts, just leaving your neighborhood, flooring it to brakes, it would be one hell of a ride. And this is unfortunately how a lot of us live our lives with our own emotions. You know, we don't experience that 10 to 15 mile per hour ride through a neighborhood. We floor it. Then we hit a full stop and we wonder why we're so stressed out. Why are we pissed off, stressed out, feeling just emotionally drained? And it's because our emotional capacity has different speeds associated with it. We're just not aware of it. We can't define it. So we don't get to feel them at different levels. We don't get to feel them at different degrees unless you contain the vocabulary to describe it. And so you've got different speeds for these emotions, different levels at which you can feel. And yet if you're not aware of them, then you don't have any other option but to go full bore into it. And and right now, I just want to jump into one. I want to give just one example of it just as a baseline. And we're going to use anger with this. If you think about anger and later on, we're definitely going to jump into this because we are, we are just at the tip of the iceberg with this, this entire concept. But right now we're going to use anger, knowing that we're going to jump into some other extremes in the future. But for now, we're going to just break down this anger. And if we, if we break it apart and we look at it, there are four main levels inside of it, four main levels. And I, I'd actually argue there's, there's several more than four. There's multiple levels. There's attics, basements, uh, bunk beds. There's all different places that different types of anger like to hide and creep in. But for now, we're just going to look at four for simplicity's sake. Uh, for this example, we're going to look at four. Number one, just baseline. Baseline anger is is more of annoyed. I, I'm, I'm annoyed. I get annoyed when I'm out for a walk. It starts raining and I don't have a rain jacket. 
that's a that's annoying to me. It's light. It's kind of like eh, like it's not a big thing, but eh, it's annoying. You know that that's annoying to me. And then frustrated. Next level up is frustrated. I get frustrated with my kids who are two and four. It frustrates me when they don't listen. And I ask them to, hey, don't spin that Tommy Tippy, you know, milk cup around in circles on the table, knowing full well that it's going to fall on the ground, spill milk everywhere. And they don't listen. And I get frustrated. And even when it gets spills over on the ground and I'm cleaning it up, that's frustrating to me because I say it over and over and over. And then I'm down cleaning up this milk. That's frustrating. The next one is hostile. Hostile is definitely uh, one that we should be aware of when we step into it. Nothing good is going to come from this level. Uh, rarely does this make anything better. Um, hostility is where screaming, swearing often come into play. Uh, oftentimes, uh, physical violence can occur, which is never okay. Like, that is never an okay thing. We're not. Nothing good's coming from that. Uh, but rarely does hostility make anything better. And so it's important to understand that when you start to get in that space, backpedal out. Because right now you can. If you're in hostility, if you're if you're feeling like you're getting hostile, uh, you you can definitely backpedal out of that. Uh, because the next one, not so much. The, the, the cook has left the kitchen when we get to the next level. Uh, when we get to enraged, number four, enraged, uh, this is where verbal confrontation, throwing objects, threats, um, in this stage, you should definitely just walk away, but it's unfortunate because usually we're not in that that capacity to sit there and think rationally about the situation. Like, hey, I'm kind of being uh, not a good person right now. I need to walk away from whatever situation I'm in. And and really, does it happen? Because we're currently off in the deep end, solo in this enraged state. But this is the point. Enraged is redlining it. Enraged is, is we're full bore, full speed ahead, whereas annoyed is just like, meh, I, I'm I'm annoyed. Like, that's annoying to me. And so if I think about another thing that that brings anger to a lot of people, for an example, uh, let's mention traffic. And that's another annoyance for most people. For most people, traffic is an annoyance. Like it's annoying to have to deal with it. However, how many of you have flown off the handle getting stuck and direct just absolutely lost your mind? getting stuck in traffic. We know who you are. We've all seen you yelling at your, I'm the person next to you pretending like I'm not looking, watching you lose your mind. And, you know, we all have our things where we, we jump it and redline it. Uh, but for some people, this is a really common thing. For some people, we just jump past annoyed, we jump past frustrated, and we are redlining it, enraged. And it makes me wonder, you know, why? Why do we jump well beyond this? And for me, I think a lot of it is because we haven't considered what else it could be. Like, what else could be the cause of this? Because not only are there different areas of it, whereas most people are annoyed or frustrated with it, uh, you can also be frustrated with different things. Like, I could be annoyed because traffic is here, but I could also be frustrated with myself because maybe I didn't leave at the time that I was supposed to in order to miss the traffic in the first place. That has nothing to do with the traffic and getting enraged at that really isn't going to help anything, definitely not going to help anything. Uh, but I'm not getting focused in on, on other areas that I could be feeling emotions towards. So annoyed at traffic, frustrated at myself, and then annoyed at traffic. And now I'm feeling multiple lower level emotions about two different things inside of the one thing that I was just enraged in. And so know that you've got these different emotions, different ways of feeling, 
But unless you can define them, unless you can really truly wrap your head around them, you don't get to feel them on different levels. And it, all of this makes me think about my wife. She is one of the most cool, calm, collected people that I know. And she would, <laughs> she would likely tell you, she would definitely tell you differently. Uh, but we have this conversation all the time. She is a, she's a master. Uh, she's a pro with this stuff. And she has this amazing ability to keep cool with our kiddos, to really navigate their space as well as her own. And she jumps into these situations where like, I struggle to just keep it at frustrated. Uh, she is totally just, I wouldn't even say she's that annoyed yet. Like where I would be frustrated, she's just cool, calm, collected. And, and she knows how to navigate her space as well as navigate their space, understanding where they are emotionally um, and understanding herself better. And, and it's, it's really amazing to me because she does have an incredible vocabulary. Her vocabulary is top notch. I mean, our, our kids have a great vocabulary and it is 100% because of her. I mean, it's definitely all on her. And I, re I really think her vocabulary is, is one of her superpowers. And knowing what I know now, knowing what we've been talking about with emotions and our ability to find them, how that impacts us, it's easy to link these two together. You know, it's no surprise that she's able to navigate her emotions and other people's emotions so well because she has such an amazing vocabulary. And that's going to step into you know, the action item for us today. You know, we really need to dive deep into some of these emotions. And so we're going to take a moment and we're going to jot these down on a piece of paper, like literally right now, take out a piece of paper. If you need to pause this, pause it, but jot down these four emotions, annoyed, frustrated, hostile, then enraged. And from a calm place, not from an angry spot right now, just from a calm place, you know, off to the side or at the bottom of this piece of paper, put down a little a box, like a key. Uh, and in that box, put down all the different emotion or all the different things, excuse me, not emotions, all the different things that make you angry, all the things that make you angry. For instance, traffic, traffic would definitely go in there. I think we can all agree that we felt anger somewhere inside of traffic. And then once you've got all these things that make you angry, all these things that you feel differently uh, for different emotions for take them and put them in the underneath that emotion that you think it should go. Not where do you normally end up? Where would you actually, if you could sit back and, and logically, rationally look at it and say, you know what? Traffic should definitely go annoyed. Like that's where that should be. And my kids, they should, that should definitely be annoyed too, because you know what? They're two and four and I'm the adult. I should just be annoyed. I shouldn't be frustrated. And I'm speaking from my own <laughs> space here, but define where you want it to go. Define where you think it should go. And once you have them there, once you have all these things that make you angry, placed underneath those four emotions of where if you could rationally sit back and decide where they should go, reflect on where they actually end up for you. you know, do, do you always end up in just the annoyed status with traffic or does it jump well past that? Do you end up in the annoyed status with kids or does it jump into frustrated? Does it jump into screaming? Does it escalate further? And, and if it does, there's a really good chance that we haven't set the time to decide and, and define what those things actually mean. And, you know, it's really important for us to take a moment, define our own emotions and where we want them to line up. 
And I'm not saying don't get, you know, extreme with some of your emotions. I'm simply offering up that you should be one that sets those boundaries. But if you don't take the time to do so, if you don't take the time to define and understand these emotions, there's a really good chance you're not going to use them when you want to feel them. And you're going to end up redlining it much more than you want to. So spend some time reflecting on these four. Um, in, in her book, Renee Brown mentions, you know, our ability to name our feelings in a situation does not give the situation power over us. It gives you power over the situation. I want to say that just, just one more time to make sure that, that it really lands home. It's our ability to name our feelings in a situation does not give the situation power over us. It gives you power over the situation. If you want power over the situations in your life, we must first be able to name our feelings inside of it. Now, if you want to feel differently in any aspect, any area of your area of your life, or if you want control over certain areas of your life, we must first start to look at it differently. We got to look at different ways of defining these different things, these different emotions. And you know, as promised, we're going to start small. We got four items, four things that we're going to jump into, and we're going to circle back to this. We are definitely going to circle back into this concept of different emotions and how we feel them. For now, though, use these four words, these four emotions that we talked about. Learn them, apply them, and know that by doing so, you're going to be adding new doors into the hallway of your life, more choices, more, more doorways, more, more rooms that you can step into, more ways that you can feel. Go out, define your emotions, understand how you label them and where you actually want them to go, and conquer today. One million veterans. Empowering one million veterans is my mission. My name is Thad David, and if you like this mission or this podcast, there's a few things you could do to help me out. And number one is just leave a five-star review and let the world know that you enjoyed this show. Number two, follow or subscribe the show wherever you're watching. And number three, share it with as many people as you think would find value in it. Now, if you have direct feedback for me, or if there's anything that I can do to personally help you out, please reach out to me directly at victoriousveteranproject at gmail.com. I truly look forward to hearing from you. Conquer today.